Welcome to the Nova Nation podcast. I'm Rob Logan. On this episode, my good friend and co-host Chris Murrell and I give a quick wrap-up to the end of the regular season and talk the Big East tourney. We also talk a bit about the chances of the women's team and their tourney bid. All that on the Nova Nation podcast. Listen up. Go Nova. Welcome to the Nova Nation podcast. We're back. It's the end of the regular season, start of the Big East tournament. And we have some things to talk about on both the women's and men's side. But before we do, I'd like to bring in my co-host and good friend, Chris Merle. Chris, how are you? Good, Rob. How's it going? It is going great. We got a lot to talk about, so let's get right into it. Uh, The end of the regular season for the women's team. Uh, They finished um, the season 23-8 and with a conference record of 15-4, and a big win over uh, UConn there. Maddie Segris, of course, leading the way with uh, almost 26 points per game. She is a finalist for Player of the Year. Can't say enough good things about her. And um, also a big surprise on that team, Lucy Olson, who made all-freshman team. Uh, that team over the uh, course of the season uh, ended up being the second seed in the Big East tournament. They made it to the finals only to lose to UConn. Now, Chris, you know UConn uh, over the years. Uh, they are by far uh, one of the top um, organizations and schools in the country. And I have them winning it all. Um they are healthy, and they're going to be a tough team to beat come March Madness. Yeah, and you just mentioned health because the best player in the sport came back, Paige Beckers, and I don't think that was expected earlier in the year. Right. Um, but, yeah, they're they're the top dog. I mean, South Carolina really – Dawn Staley has built a hell of a program down there. And, all you know, much respect to her. Um and I wouldn't be surprised if that's what we see in the finals. Uh, that's that's a good bet right there. And what is a shame, though, is the fact that they a lot of experts have Villanova as a uh, first four out as far as the mm-hmm. uh, tournament goes. Um, that's kind of tough because there was several games in the beginning of the season that Maddie. Uh, Secrets was out for that they did lose or else I think they would have had an even better record. So I don't think that they could hold that against Villanova, but it looks like they might. So uh, hopefully come Sunday, we hear the Villanova name uh, called uh, because I think it would be a travesty to have this team not make the tournament. Yeah, I think they should be in. Uh, It's going to be close. They were looking at some things where – there were a couple of teams uh, on the women's side that the favorite in the tournament didn't win. Um, like, for instance, the A-10, which was uh, held down in Delaware, pretty close to us. They, um, the I think it was UMass who won down there, but they weren't the favorites. So UMass is going to get the automatic bid, plus the team that was favorite looks like they're going to get in. So that's going to kind of make it even tougher for some of these bubble teams to make it in, um, which 
I don't think is right, but that's usually how the tournament goes. Yeah, and that also you see that happen on the men's side too with a team winning the conference tournament and a more deserving team probably getting left out because of that. Yeah, that is that is true. Uh, moving over to the men's side, uh, regular season has ended, uh, and of course our um, obviously leader of the team up for player of the year, Colin Gillespie leading the team in scoring. Was that a surprise for you, Chris, that he was the leading scorer? Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, he had a really solid year, always to be expected. Um, we can't say enough about him. Six-year senior, just tremendous. Um, but, yeah, I was a little surprised. But then again, you look at his numbers, and he shot over 40% from three. And just to clutch, you know, just when they need a bucket – I, I think it, I still think that game against Providence, um, wow, you know, just the explosion on offense was just uh, was tremendous, and that's probably what I remember most from this year so far. And looking ahead, I'm just happy for him that he is going to get a chance to play in the tournament this year. So uh, after the way the last two seasons went, I, so I, you know, good, good, good for Gillespie. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we ended up uh, at the end of the regular season. Um, 23 and seven. Uh, so um, 16 and four in the conference. We ended up second in the conference. Providence was number one, but Providence played less games. They had three games canceled due to COVID. So uh, I know a lot of Villanova fans are upset with that. We did beat Providence twice in the regular season. So, and as we speak, uh, the Big East tournament semifinal is on, and their Providence is playing Creighton and getting beat by 30 points right now. Uh, so uh, Villanova fans could be up in arms over that title, but um, we're not we're not worried about Big East titles. We're worried about March Madness and NCAA titles. Chris, who do you think? Uh, well, not who do you think, but who are a couple surprises for you? through the regular season? Well, I I was surprised just in general that the Big East as a whole, when we did our preview show, we weren't really um, as high on the conference as we, as we were in the past because we knew some of the teams were going to be down a little bit. But we didn't expect Providence to be this good, right? No. You know what I mean? They, they kind of came out of nowhere. You see what Creighton's doing now. I think Xavier had its moments. Um, you know, UConn definitely we thought would be good, and, and they were. Um, I thought Seton Hall might have been a little better this year. Mm -hmm. um, they, they disappointed a, a little. But um, as a whole, you know, the conference was, was really, really good this year. So um, – I, I was surprised by by a few of the teams, to be to be honest. How about who was your biggest um, who 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 stood out for you this season on the men's team as as well for Villanova? Oh um, well, two guys that I was sort of down on in the preseason, and uh, one of them is Dixon. 
And even early on in those December games, I was just like, oh, man, he gives you nothing on offense. And he's got I – don't, I don't like his footwork and his hands. He seems like lumbering out there. But, boy, around January or so, did he turn it around. And he started flashing some nice post moves, a little inside game, a little more aggressive. And very, very uh, excited to see his turnaround. And also Caleb Daniels because – I was not a fan of him last year, and I thought maybe he got too many minutes. And um, he took over the role that we had always talked about with Brandon Slater, that the energy guy off the bench. Mm-hmm. Daniels has become the energy guy off the bench. Right. And his yeah, and his scoring and uh, his hustle, he's been great. He's been, he's, he's, he's been a godsend for that team. So those two guys are, are my. T- I'm going with Dixon and uh, Daniels. Very surprised by both of them. Yeah, that they played last night against Saint uh, Saint John's in the Big East tournament. Caleb was the leading scorer of that game, and he's actually been leading scorer in the past couple games, uh, coming off the bench. Actually, he started last night because of. Uh, a little bit of an issue with uh, Jermaine Samuels having some back tightness. So he didn't start, but you are correct. Caleb, when put into the game has produced and he's definitely picked up the scoring because there are some nights where they need, they need more scoring. Sometimes uh, Justin Moore has these games where he he goes into a little bit of a lull and it's the second half and he might only have like four or five points at that point in time. Now, he finishes he finishes the game with, you know, 17 points. But over the course of a game, there are moments where somebody other than Justin or or Colin has to score. And definitely Eric Dixon has done that uh, in the post, getting tough baskets, getting good rebounds, getting how many rebounds has he gotten and kicked it back out to the three point line for, for an open shot, which is like almost like a dagger against teams. You know, that's like the worst thing when, when you're playing defense and the team misses. So you've accomplished what you did, you know, what you wanted and you're like, Oh, great. And then, he grabs the board and kicks it out, and within two seconds, the shot's up, and and now you know there goes three points. That yeah, they're the- they're really good at that. Yeah, they're really good at that. Just how we always talk about uh, Gillespie and Moore driving into the key, posting up their defender, and then kicking out. They seem to always do have a nice cross court pass, kicking it out to the guy on the wing for the three. But yeah, Dixon's been grabbing the rebounds and then kicking it out for three. So it's it's been it's been fun to see him develop into an offensive player. I'm really um, very very pleasantly surprised at that. Another person that I want to talk just a couple minutes about, true freshman Jordan Longino, definitely playing some key minutes down the stretch here. Uh, in the regular season and, and now into the Big East tournament. Uh, last night's game, the broadcasters were really high on him. 
and uh, he looks like he's going to be a player as well. I mean, he's got a nice shot. If he gets his shot down, he's got some length. It looks like he's got a, a good build to, to play in the Big East. So he could be somebody to watch as well. Um, maybe not so much this year, but even moving forward for next year, there, there's definitely a bright spot on him too. But even the minutes that he has played defensively, he's come up big. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, when he when he's the minutes that he's getting, he's not hurting them. Right, he's giving them solid contribution off the bench. Um, and you know how Coach Wright is with playing younger players, mm-hmm. so he obviously trusts him, especially on the defensive side. Where I think, again, I don't want to sound like a broken record. Anyone who's listened to this pod, we always talk about Brian Antoine, New Jersey Player of the Year. Blah blah blah. Why doesn't he play? And Maybe it just boils down to Wright doesn't trust him. Right. You know, so, but he clearly trusts Longino. That's for sure. Well, yeah, and definitely. I think, I think it has to do with his build, uh, his toughness, his ability to play defense, especially on some of these players uh, down low on the blocks. And from, from what I've seen and from what I've heard, he's, he's got a really good shot too. So uh, he was definitely, a, a nice surprise for for me in my eyes, and I, I think obviously he's going to make more of a splash next year because there's going to be obviously some people leaving and going to be some more openings. So we'll definitely be talking about him a lot, I believe, next year. So we're in the Big East tournament right now. Uh, we're in the semifinals. Uh, when this podcast comes out, we would actually already have played UConn. So we'll kind of leave the Big East tournament as it is. Uh, but, but Chris, what do you think are the chances? Right now it looks like Creighton is going to be in the finals. So it's either us or UConn. What do you think of tonight's game? Hmm. I wonder if Nova will come out a little flat because they had a scratch and claw to get the way to get their way back into last night's game, uh-huh. and I hope I hope they didn't empty the tank. Um, that St. John's team gave them everything they had; they played their ass off, and the seniors and the coaching was just a little too much for them to overcome. UConn was okay last night. They looked pretty solid. Uh, I think Villanova's a better team, but I I don't know if they can um, come up to... They have to have a certain level of intensity tonight because I think if they come out on cruise control, they'll drop that game. Mm -hmm. So I am a little nervous. I, I agree with you, I, but there's also the other side of it. And you've seen this sometimes with Villanova with when they play a game like they did last night where they had to really scrap and, you know, fell behind and, and really had to overcome a big deficit, their defense down the stretch. And then obviously in the second half, their shooting was – almost, I think, what, 
in the second half shooting. Yeah, they were they were so off in the first half, and then it was a total turnaround in the second half. Right. So, you know, with that being said, and and with the struggle, sometimes that following game, they all of a sudden just come right out and just shoot the lights out. I'm hoping that's what happens tonight. I I hope we don't let UConn like hang around in the second half and make it a close game. I, I definitely think if we shoot well, we win the game easily. Okay. If we don't shoot well, especially starting the game, if we give UConn momentum to hang around and get some confidence going, it could be a tough night. And yes, we pulled it out last night, but I'm I don't want to call that I don't want to call that lucky that St. John's game at the end there. But when Samuels goes up and and, and misses that shot as bad as he did, uh if 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 Slater isn't where he's at perfectly at. Uh, we don't win that game. No, and he had to sink two clutch free throws also. Well, on, on top of everything else, right. But he doesn't even get to that point if he's not where he is on the court. Right. Uh, to get that opportunity because that that play right there was an ISO for Samuels. So he was going one-on-one. And luckily, Slater just came out of nowhere you know, to get that, to get that rebound up. But uh, I don't want that. I don't want to be in that position against UConn. No. And you know, the last time they played UConn, uh, that was the game when uh, Hurley got ejected. Yep. Within like the first like three minutes. Yeah. And, and they, fed off of that energy after that and they kind of played a little I feel they played a little over their head in that game I don't know how you feel um because the previous time Villanova Villanova played them I thought they handled them pretty easily yeah in um that that is correct yeah so if they do come out with energy tonight. I also like Nova, but I'm just worried about the the start. Exactly. Yeah, they they have to get off to a quick start because if they let this team gain momentum, uh, you know, we saw this, these guys are tough. You know, the UConn has has tough kids on that team, and that coach is scrappy. He has a you know tough guy mentality. Um, it's going to be a long night. It's going to be right. a long night. And you saw it last night with with St. John's. Oh yeah, they were tough. They they really played hard. I, I have to give them credit. Um, they have a really you know I I think their coach is excellent. Um, you know, defensively they had a really nice game plan. I I thought. Well, that's what uh, I was going to say. Switching like they did on. They were great. Yes. Took Nova right out of the game. Yep, and and they were aggressive. They were very aggressive, especially on defense. So. I, I wonder if UConn's going to come out and play like that tonight. Right. And, and that that's my only fear of this is that 
Villanova has shown over the season to kind of right the ship at halftime or second half and really have kind of taken over. But we all know, I mean, we've watched enough tournament games, March Madness games to understand you, you let these teams hang around and that momentum and that confidence takes them over takes them over the hump there, you know, especially in these tournament games. Right. And 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 one thing to consider is that UConn is not a great shooting team. If Nova gets a lead early, I think it will be difficult for UConn to catch up in that game. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I don't think they have the offensive firepower to to come back from a big lead. I, so I, it'll be it'll be interesting to see um, how they come out. I th- I think they're going to probably play just like St. John's if I had a guess, but we'll see. I agree. Well, it's getting close to tip-off time. Creighton did just beat Providence 85-58. to Villanova has just taken the court for warming up, and uh, it does look like – I know Eric Dixon against the St. John's game had some issues with his stomach or he wasn't feeling too well. He looks They called it an there. illness. Yeah. yeah, but he looks to be out there warming up. I'm not sure. I haven't really seen Samuels out there yet, but uh, I didn't hear anything of him having any issues. So I'm hoping we're all up. He is out there. Samuels is out there warming up as you as normal. So hopefully everything goes as normal. Um, Right now, the Wildcats are giving two and a half points. You making that bet? Yeah, I would. I would. Two and a half. I, I I like Villanova tonight by five. Good call. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Villanova by nine. Okay. I think they're gonna come out and and shoot a lot better in the beginning of the game. Put too much pressure on UConn to shoot, and I think that's where they're gonna win the game. So hopefully it all goes well, and then. After UConn, we're going to be playing Creighton, and we're winning that game as well. I hope so. If I hope they don't play like they did out in uh, Omaha back in uh, December. Yeah, that was a long time ago. That that was, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yes, you're right. Yeah, that was a bad loss there. That was a twenty point loss right there. Yeah. Yeah, we we talked about that. That was. I think that had to do more with the travel than, than uh, the, you know, and then when they came to the pavilion, obviously it was a different, it was a totally different story. Yeah. So I think it'll be, it's a pretty even, it's a pretty even matchup, although Creighton is just red hot right now. So hopefully if, uh, if Villanova can get past UConn tonight, looking for a good game tomorrow night and then, um, how, what do you, what are you thinking as far as seeding in the NCAA tournament? Uh, when we win the big East tournament, we'll be a three seed. What about if they, what about if they lose tonight? If they, are lose, they still a three? I think with the wins that they do have, 
I had them being a three seat in the East, maybe instead of the East and kind of staying local, maybe they're a three seed out West or something like that. Maybe they make them travel a little bit instead of keeping them home on the East coast. But I still think they're a three seed. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking even if they lose tonight, they'll probably still stay, stay at a three. Um, I definitely think if, if they win out and they win the tournament, uh, there's no getting them any higher than the three. I don't see it. I guess it could happen. I mean, I guess Captain. I mean, Baylor lost in their in their tournament. They did. So, what's going to happen with them? You know, um, so, Auburn lo- Auburn lost again as well in the SEC tournament. So right. So you so you don't know. You know, you maybe maybe it's a possibility to go up to a two. I, I don't know. It's been a crazy year. And I, I guess we'll see how things go. It, it would have almost helped them if Providence, let's say Providence would have won tonight. And then beaten Providence. And then you play tomorrow night, and then you've beaten Providence, the top 10 team, top 15 team. You've beaten them three times. That would look good in, your, uh, in the RPI. You know, that's another quad one win. You know, maybe that gets you a two. But yeah, I think I think like you said, uh, they're probably looking at the three seed in the East, and if they happen to lose the game tonight, then maybe you're a three in the Midwest or the West, and uh, hopefully you avoid Arizona or Gonzaga. Right. Hey, hey, Chris. They just put a. We're getting close to uh, tip off time, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna head we're gonna head off of here. But I, I got a question. Did, well, not a question. Did you happen to see that last? Um, I guess wording that they put up on the screen underneath Colin Gillespie. He's no. the first first player in Villanova history to win Big East Player of the Year twice. Wow! Because don't forget, he was co-player of the year last year. Yes. So that that's that's pretty wild. That's Although, that's excellent. A lot of good, a lot of big names. From Villanova, and well, for Colin to do it, it's pretty wild. It is. It really is. And and the conference has been really, really good this year. Yeah, I have to say, tough, tough games. All right, yeah. Chris, it's been fun, and uh, I know you'll be watching. And I'll be watching. I'm sure the Nova Nation will be watching and cheering on their team. So let's go, Nova, Chris. Once again, thanks, and. Uh, We'll talk soon. We're getting ready for uh, March Madness. We'll we'll be having probably another uh, special again this year. So we're getting ready for it. Excellent. All right, Rob. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. All right, Chris. Talk to you. Bye-bye. Bye. If you like listening to the Nova Nation podcast, go check us out on our website at www.novanationpodcast.com. Give us a like. Thanks.